Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood DM, Giancarlo Herrera here, and today's episode is a very special one. Welcome to Pig Smooch, Meet the Smoochers! This is a little bit of a precursor for our upcoming Valentine's Day special, Pig Smooch, which is a crossover we did with the fine folk over at Wizard Seeking Wizard. In this special, we will visit the characters Camistro and Smoochulon, as well as a host of new characters in their university days at Pig Smooch University. We ran this game using Pig Smoke by Chris Longhurst. So, if this sounds fun, go check it out. Pig Smoke is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and most of those games encourage a little bit of uh, collaboration during character creation in Session Zero. So, what you're about to hear is that. It's mostly just us, out of character, talking about our characters, talking about the settings, and getting ready to play. It's not required listening, but we think it's quite funny, and it'll give you a little extra context for the episode itself. That episode will be coming out Tuesday for Valentine's Day. Part 1 will be on the feed of Wizard Seeking Wizard, available wherever podcasts are found. If you haven't checked them out yet, please go do it. They're a hilarious show, and we had a great time working with them. And then part two will be available right here on the Dungeons and Drimbus feed. It's going to be a wild episode. I really think you guys are going to like it. But in the meantime, please enjoy Pig Smooch. Meet the Smoochers. Hello. You must be looking for love. This is Wizard Seeking Wizard. Why don't we start today with just a quick introduction of our characters, get to know each other a little bit. So, Mr. Marvin Gaylord Smythe, why don't you lead us in? Hello, I'm Marvin. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh my goodness, it's just really nice to be here. I'm a networker from the Department of CABSA, or Calling, Binding, and Sealing Away. I'm currently researching succubi, succubuses, succubuses. <laughs> Whichever it is. That's what my research is into. So, uh, yeah. If there's anything else you need to do, just ask. I'm friendly. I'm smiley. Marvelous. Oh, what, what do you look like? Ah, Marvin is tall with a goatee. He has shoulder-length hair that he will sometimes wear up if he's deep in his books researching something. He has nice tanned skin, a winning smile of pearly white teeth, and eyes that you could look into and see that he has seen some shit and wants to see more. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, and he dresses slightly provocatively, but like in the way that Colin Firth wears a turtleneck. Mm. Like it's not meant to be provocative. It's just the energy yeah. that he puts into the turtleneck that comes forth as like provocative. Yeah, you're wearing a slutty turtleneck. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I wanted to make sure we were all getting there. Great. So, Passionella, why don't you... Yes, I am Passionella, Wizard of Passions and Potions. And Passionella is a workhorse in the alchemy department. Um, She's about five feet tall and wears huge circular goggles that are also her glasses. So her eyes are a little too big compared to the rest of her face when they're behind the goggles. Her hair is always in a ponytail and she wears a lab coat that is way too big for her, but it's all they had at the department. Marvelous. Smoochulon. So, 
I am the great wizard Smoochilon. I've come down from, well, let's say extended vacation from the Heart Tower. And I've come as a sort of celebrity teacher for this little institution. Uh, I am a slacker in the mind-bending department. <laughs> and right now, I'm working on a treatise called Head Towards the Gaslight, a book you've already read. And, um, you know, I, I really like influencing the minds of tomorrow. I dress basically like if a wizard was a swinger also, and like a little too tan, the teeth whitening a little too white. Like I could very easily host a wizard infomercial at any given time. I wear a lot of medallions. I jangle. And that's Smoochilon. <laughs> I forgot to mention what I was working on. I realise everyone else answered that, but I am currently working on Ethics of Love Potions, and my previous research paper that became quite popular at the Academy and also worldwide, I uh, developed a filter of erectile reinvigoration. <laughs> That's what I've been working on. I keep getting pop-up visions in my orb from that. <laughs> you just sleep, and in your dreams, you get the pop-up ads for the filters. <laughs> Great. And last, we have Camistro. Yes, hello, I am Camistro the Matchmage, and I am here as a guest lecturer and researcher. Following my current research, I have a research grant to work with Big Smoke here, a, a geomantic survey of the twisting of the love lines between the university and their impact upon relationships in the area. My most recent publication, which brought me to the attention of the dean, was... Where Were You Wolves? A Study in the Long-Term Effects of Parental Abandonment in Lycanthropes. I have uh, heart-shaped pupils and heart-shaped irises. I wear a standard wizard robe, but instead of stars and moons, it's hearts. Pretty simple uh, sort of theme here, you may be noticing. I have a familiar, Cupid the Hawk, who is currently lovesick. We've only just uh, sort of started trying the whole familiar, familiar bond thing. Uh, I met him, he was uh, in a mountain stream. He had just gotten out of a long relationship. And, well, yeah, you know, we're trying this out. But, uh, you know, he said, you know, set me up on some dates. We'll see where it goes. So, just sort of seeing what I can do for this birdly bachelor. <laughs> and Smoochulan is my apprentice, who is currently left. Was. He still is, Smoochie. <laughs> you signed a contract. Great. Now that we've met all the characters, I just want to talk about the school really quickly before we get started. So in the game, you're supposed to be at Pig Smoke. But I was thinking this could be a, a school that specializes in all these fields under the purview of romance, right? Mm. So I wanted to know, do we have fun suggestions for what we think our school should be named? I don't know why, but my brain went to pig hearts. <laughs> uh, Hartford. Oh, I really uh. like that. <laughs> I like that too. Take that, Yale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I'm really loving Hartford. And I, I kind of yeah, want to roll with the, that. I know that Pig Hearts out of context is not a cute name, but I was trying to stick it, you know, yeah. keep it with Pig Smoke. Pig Smoke. Uh, pig Smooch. <laughs> oh. Which one are we liking the most? I, I like Pig Smooch. I like Pig Smooch. I think it's like a funny play on the title of the yeah, game, yeah. but I do like Hartford as well. Pig Smooch in uh, the, it's their Hartford campus. There we go. That's it. There we go. The perfect compromise. It's it's in Hartford 
Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, because if there's one place that speaks of love, it's Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got that one. Uh, next, there are a few questions for your individual departments, which I think could be fun to iron out before we get started. We don't have to do them all, but... So Department of Mind Bending, I believe Smoochulon is from the Department of Mind Bending. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have the head of your department is either a control freak and micromanager of the worst kind. No deviation from their will is permitted, even if the dean has forbidden them from using their sorcery to enforce compliance. Or the most charming person you've ever met. They're friendly, personable, always there for you with whatever you need. What are they up to? <laughs> or lastly, known only through the works of others who manifest the head's will in their actions without even realizing it. Oh, so I like that last one, but it doesn't leave like a lot of room for characterization or anything. Yeah. And I kind of want to see Smoochilon just constantly having to deal with a hard ass <laughs> and like trying to weasel. So I feel like the no nonsense, no deterrence from their will, I think that's the one for Smoochilon. Okay. So naturally, they hate each other. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. How long do you think Smoochilon has been here? I want to say he's only been here for like maybe a term or two. Like, long enough that he's built up a little following of students, but he is so far away from tenure. Yeah. Like, there is no chance he will be here if anyone else has their way. <laughs> and how do you feel about being roomies with Camistro? <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as he sticks to his quarter of the room. Oh, yes. They put us together because we already knew each other. This is one of those dorms <laughs> with, like, the line drawn down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and Smoochulon keeps moving the line closer yeah. closer around. So I'm just hemmed in. Every morning, Smoochilon moves the line like an inch in on Camistro's side. And I just completely <laughs> disregard it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So the key problem facing your department of mind bending is mind control as a discipline tends to attract egotists and other assholes. Wouldn't know of any of these. <laughs> and now the department is overflowing with them. They sabotage your research, steal your best students, and constantly test your mental defenses with stupid mind-bending pranks. Clearly, you must destroy them. Or, an internal power struggle between the two deputy heads of department threatens to drag everyone else into the sucking vortex. Who will you side with? Are you one of the deputy heads? What started this mess in the first place? I'd like to think Smuchalon thinks he's yes. one of them. <laughs> he's the third deputy. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> or a growing pattern of amnesia, fugue, and other strange behavior is spreading across campus. And naturally, all fingers are swiveling to point at the Department of Mindbending. Except this time, it's not you. You need to find out what's going on before the increased scrutiny reveals some other secret you're keeping. See, the problem with that one is that it absolutely would be Smoochilon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I have it on my sheet that, you know, the one person that knows that he's trying to be is the bursar. Mm -hmm. So Smoochilon is constantly, you know, trying to mind bend the staff, but it's never for, like, he's not trying to get more money out of the bursar. Yeah. It's more like, the drapes in this hall are absolutely disgusting. We need a renovation here and <laughs> here <laughs> that tracks so i like the one with the uh, the dueling department heads cool and i definitely love the idea of smoochilon thinking he's a department head. <laughs> like which team are you on them or them or me I'm like wait mm -hmm. there's a third uh, like, what? 
I'm supposed to vote libertarian? <laughs> this ballot just has a big winky face on it. <laughs> do you like me? Yes, absolutely, definitely. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I rigged it. <laughs> and then lastly, the department building is covered with illusions to a ridiculous and often annoying level. It seems like every day someone finds a new secret passage or mysterious object cloaked behind some spectral image. Unapproachable, thanks to someone blanketing the whole place with a powerful antipathy spell. You've kept this little mishap secret from the Dean so far, but if he finds out the department screwed up this badly, heads will roll. Or another department's building. Naturally, they have no idea you're sharing it with them, and they mustn't find out. Think of it as a never-ending opportunity to put your theories into practice. That's the one. Yeah. All of Smoochilon's classes actively take place during another class and they have no idea. <laughs> I love that. And I don't know what department you think your department would have hijacked, but I love the idea of it being Camistro's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's ready for a lesson in the anatomy of love? I could have sworn there were more students. <laughs> but okay, cool. That helps flesh out Department of Mind Bending just a little bit. I think that gave us some fun stuff to play with. I think next relevant one I'm seeing here is Department of Alchemy, which, Passionella, that's you, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the head of your department is far too prone to experimenting on themselves. You don't think they're experimenting on anyone else. Hell-bent on imposing some genuine scientific method on this mess of mysticism and hand-waving. Or supplying illegal drugs to most of the students and half the faculty. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a little complicated because we have uh -huh. developed that the head of my department is now Potionata, my aunt. So, let's see here. I do like the idea of the drugs. It does kind of fit the character that it you does, seem to have described her as. But also, I do think it would be funny if, like, she's just so obsessed with being young that her experiments are basically plastic surgery on herself. And, like, the next day she shows up at school with, like, super plumped lips because of an experiment she did on herself or, like... Kylie Jenner who? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with she keeps experimenting on herself and okay. it's, like, basically fantasy plastic surgery. <laughs> Which does track with one of your things. Oh, well. it does. I just hope that she's not experimenting on anyone else, but I don't know. <laughs> Cool. I love that. I'm just picturing Camistro getting up and being like, Does my ass look juicier to you? <laughs> <laughs> Not the juicy wizard. Okay, the, the key problem facing your department is a lack of raw materials. Alchemy needs all kinds of rare earths and reagents for research and sometimes teaching, but you're running short. Can you find alternative sources of ingredients? Or crime. The Department of Alchemy is both wealthy and well-equipped with potentially intoxicating chemicals, making it a prime target for criminally-minded students and mundanes. Naturally, you're going to have to put a stop to this. Or lastly, disposal. A lot of alchemical processes create waste. Various levels of nasty, poisonous, and or mutagenic ooze. Dumping it into the sewers isn't going to cut it for much longer, but no one seems to have a good plan for what else to do with it. Ah, yes. Um, you see, part of what I chose when making my playbook was that I have a secret vault of uh, alchemical ingredients and reagents, so I don't think I'm at a shortage of those. And my aunt, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Headmaster Potionada, has made it very clear that I am quite an expense in the department. Uh, however, you know... There is the trouble of waste, and Potionata refuses to do something about it. We call it the soup. 
Not the soup. It just kind of swells in that back room. Just nobody goes in there except to throw out the waste, empty the cauldron sort of thing at the end of the day. So we just hope that nobody, you know, fancies a swim. Beautiful. The department building is a dank place of cauldrons, weird clouds and strange jars containing mysterious ingredients. Old school, as the students say. Full of modern scientific laboratories and the necessary accoutrement. Or... A garish and ostentatious display of wealth. Well, I think it could either be one of two things. I think the whole thing could be cauldrons and, you know, the old school version, as some students say. And then that makes Passionella stick out like a sore thumb because her classroom is a laboratory. And I kind of like that better than the whole thing being a scientific laboratory because Potionada is a um, traditionalist, as it were. And she likes the cauldrons and she likes the jars. And I like the laboratory and I like the syringes and the beakers and, Mm -hmm. you know, the pipettes and things of that nature, and a potionato won't have any of it. Love that. I can't wait to see if that soup does anything later on. (laughs) Next up is Cabza. So, tell me, the head of your department is using their body as a timeshare with a powerful extraplanar entity? (laughs) You're never quite sure who's driving the meat around here on Earth or what the mind is up to when they're in control of whatever it is on another plane. Oh my god. Or... So terrified of binding agreements that getting any kind of information, commitment, or signature out of them is impossible. (laughs) Or somebody who insists they're actually the devil, but obviously isn't. Hmm. I mean, the timeshare thing just sounds like too fun an opportunity to not use. Yes. So let's go with that. The classic concept of more guy per guy. Yes. <laughs> Although I am a big fan of someone that's just convinced he's the devil. It sounds very funny. <laughs> I personally really like just like a super nervous <laughs> wizard. Hi, I'm Bielza Robert. <laughs> Bielze Bob. Oh, if you're feeling nasty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the key problem facing your department is demons again. You'd think people would learn after the first few times. Outside manipulation, at least two extraplanar entities are using the department in a proxy war for mysterious reasons of their own, and now the dean's office is getting involved for mysterious reasons of their own. It's getting so you don't even know who your boss is. (laughs) Or, favors owed. At some point in the distant past, a previous head of department signed the services of the department away in a poorly conceived deal with some dreadful entity. And now... Payment is due. Hmm. I like the outside manipulation one mm-hmm. combined with the fact that I don't know who's driving the meat yeah. sack of the department head. I think that is cause for chaos and fun. Because that begs the question of, is the department head aware that he's a timeshare? <laughs> or or does it just simply exist and he has no idea? <laughs> well, is he just the timeshare? Is there even... An entity that is supposed to inhabit the body. Is he just a meat puppet? Like, the department head doesn't actually exist. He's just being controlled. He looks suspiciously like ground beef, but no no one ever wants to call him out on it. (laughs) The thing no one ever remembers about timeshares is that you're not just selling it to one person. You're selling it to 12 people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. See, now I wish this was going to be an ongoing thing because this is already incredible. Okay. The department building is mortgage from a powerful extraplanar entity, 
<laughs> Most months it's fine with money, but sometimes it changes the terms of payment, always at short notice, and always to something inconvenient. Only loosely tethered to Earth, open the wrong door at the wrong time, and you may find yourself on another plane entirely. <laughs> Never mind what might make the journey in the opposite direction. Or, constructed and maintained by half a dozen bound entities. They'll make whatever structural changes cabs of faculty require, but they also hate you. So be wary of surprises and loopholes in the letter of your instructions. Uh, constructed and maintained by half a dozen bound entities. Yeah. That just reminds me of the most recent season of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh my god, yeah. What were they? Were they wraiths? Yeah, the wraiths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And last but not least, we have the Department of Paraveterinary Medicine. So, the head of the department is utterly convinced that all creatures are lovely and friendly and good-natured at heart, even, especially, the angry, dangerous balls of teeth and venom. And they will judge the hell out of you for contradicting them. Or is he a tweed-clad, upper-crust buffoon whose interest in exotic creatures extends exactly as far as hunting them for sport? How they got the job is a mystery. How they keep it when almost the entire department desperately wants rid of them is a deeper mystery still. Or crawling with insects. It's a bit creepy. A lot <laughs> creepy. And don't look too closely at their office or their lunch. <laughs> it's the second one, of course. I kind of want to bring this in with one of my questions, which was uh, uh, Professor Robusto Beefguts, the chair of Gigantiform Studies. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> well, I have some dirt on. Mm. His secret is he's, he's not really an ogre. He's just a very big man. He changed his name from Andrew Gigantopolis. I knew him back in wizard school. Not Camistro looking for his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> this could destroy his whole career. Camistro, where were you on January 6th? <laughs> no, no! Oh, that's easy. I, I remember it well. I met some very friendly folk outside. <laughs> I met this wonderful shaman. <laughs> Not the shaman. No, I just imagine Camistro literally thinks that America has been, like, removed by another planar entity and just, like, is actually missing. And so he's like, we got to get it back. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to hear about this? This is, this is huge. Okay, uh, the key problem facing your department is overcrowding. Not of people, but creatures. Housing and feeding such a vast menagerie is consuming all of the space the department has. Not to mention the cost in both dollars and time. And the head of department keeps acquiring more. It's just cats. Oh, I feel like I feel like that might be the one. the The problem is the love lines. Are, the love lines are all twisted, and now all these creatures they can't stop mating. Oh, that's good. They're just going at it twenty four seven, three sixty eight. The three extra days that only wizards know. The constant <laughs> orgy of hooves and beaks. It's wonderful. Bronze <laughs> Day. It's right between Thursday and Friday. It comes three times a year. <laughs> okay, so your other two options are. I do really like that one though. Yeah. Is disease. It's not infectious to people yet, but it's nasty and it's magical and it's jumping between other species with ever-increasing speed. If the dean's office finds out, they're going to cull the whole menagerie. And how can you research creatures you don't have? Or, oh god, it's loose. <coughs> we weren't even supposed to have it and, and now we don't. <laughs> Ooh, that one's really good too. That is very good. <laughs> yeah, 
I could bring in that giant mobile heart with feet with that. But no, I, I like that just uh, all, all the animals are too busy getting busy. I like it. You've recruited the alchemy department to try to like put stuff in their food to make them not want to mate. And instead it went wrong and they just do it more now. Please, you have to have the opposite of that filter of... Of, uh, of, of erectile rejuvenation? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. We need uh, the filter of erectile deinvigoration. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, the filter... Of erectile failure. I can get working on that right away. <laughs> or as I like to call it, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Why is no one laughing? <laughs> How did you know that was an ingredient? Hmm? What? Have you been looking at my notes? Oh. Oh. This sounds dangerously like the genophage. <laughs> is that a creature that eats people named Jenna? Yes. <laughs> That's what got loose. Oh, no. Uh, okay, and then lastly, the department building is alive. Literally. It may or may not look like a normal building, but the whole edifice is a living, thinking creature. It mostly sits idle, but sometimes moves or flexes according to its own strange instincts. Or, when suitably persuaded. Or, alive. Metaphorically. Every room, every dark corner, every closet or wardrobe or desk drawer contains something alive, and to the right kind of person, absolutely fascinating. Or lastly, alive, sort of. In a new and interesting way, it's not life as anyone currently understands it, but there's a wealth of research papers in it if you can keep the other departments from claiming it's an extraplanar entity, a sentient artifact, an alien, or somehow otherwise taking it away from you. Uh, I think it's alive. In which way? <laughs> uh, I think, uh, let's do literally. Okay, literally. So I guess this would mean, unless you have another building you want to take over, this would mean that the Department of Mind Bending is secretly inside of a living creature. Yeah, that makes sense. That's how that's how Smoochalon is changing, you know, the decoration because he's actually bending the mind of the building itself. I love it. I love it. Uh, Smoochalon is also actively trying to court the building at the same time because no! he's never been with a building. So. <laughs> wear a condom. <laughs> I'll wear a condo. How about that? Oh my god. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many students come through here? Germ-carrying students. <laughs> you know, for some reason, every time Smoochie Lawn is in lecture, the roof just starts dripping. It just no. starts leaking. No. <laughs> 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 yep. That's come. <laughs> <laughs> no oh. doubt about it. I know this taste. <laughs> Love is in the air. As it's, as it's always said. I don't know about love. <laughs> uh, I think that covers a lot of the questions that I had before we got started for Pig Smooch. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to establish or like get to know about each other before we like start the game? Uh, I know how Smoochalon and Camistro know each other. Uh, is there any way that the rest of us have met or know each other? That's a good question. Do you know each other at all? Probably be easier if we did. Right. Yeah. I'm sure as faculty who have been here a while, you at the very least in passing know about each other. I feel like Smoochalon has tried to like recruit Passionella to make a potion for the building he's courting. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And I have various needs of elixirs and different kinds of 
ointments that I regularly need to keep my skin soft, supple, and seductive. Right. <laughs> half of the room is like 50% ointments. <laughs> so I think that is why Passionella knows Smoochalon. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Camistro has been around and we've met unless, you know. Probably Camistro has burst into the other departments at least once trying to like track down a love line or something like that. That makes sense and he's as been well. Like, Look at all of these messed up relationships you have between professor and students. <laughs> or professor and professor. You're sick. You're all sick and you don't even see it. <laughs> well, actually, Marvin, you have your whole thing with your demon that maybe would have been of interest to a chemistro. I'm not sure. That's true. Yeah. So I I have a personal demon who I am beholden to. Clive of the Dives. <laughs> Clive of the Dives is a demon twink whom I made a deal with in the toilets at a nightclub. You can just say twink. (laughs) So, like, when you say beholden to, you mean, you know, beholden to, right? Just so we're clear? I mean, that is the phrase that the rule book gave me, so I continue (laughs) to use it. But yes. (laughs) Beholden to. Are you too beholden? In two. This is great audio. <laughs> is he, you know. Which one of you is the holder and which one of you is the <laughs> oh, hell, you know. <laughs> and he wants a, uh, a continued supply of daddies that I provide to him. That is, that is one of the things uh, that was stipulated in his contract with me. Are those daddies ethically sourced or... Are they free range, Daddy? <laughs> Are they free range? Are they caged? <laughs> like, just want to make sure. Free range, Daddies. Okay, all right. I just... They have an enrichment program. <laughs> Do they get enrichment time? You know, to play together. Yeah, they get they get play dates. Is there like a big pen with like soft edges that they don't mind at all? And they can control the thermostat within it. Very important for a daddy's development. Mm-hmm. Is there a bunch of, like, wires that need sorting? <laughs> they always have a mind puzzle of the day. Yeah, Clive definitely keeps them occupied a- a- in a humane way. He has a supply of just dead batteries that he swaps into things every now and then. That so need that changing. Change Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so that's my personal demon. Uh, and in terms of <laughs> like connections to other departments, uh, so Marvin is working with the Department of Mindbending, so definitely would have been fairly like familiar with Smoochalon. I don't know if oh, yeah. Smoochalon is necessarily the one that's helping co-research this or not, but definitely like we've been, I've been in the Department of Mind Bending. He probably wants his name on the paper. <laughs> He's definitely got his TA on it. Right. <laughs> his tits and ass. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask a question in regards to Smoochilon. So Smoochilon is definitely like full of shit, but is it like, is Camistro the only one that knows that he's full of shit? Or does everybody, except for the students, like how big is the chicken boo pool that we're sort of working with here? I feel like since you added it to your character sheet, I like the idea of maybe other people are, are vaguely suspicious of you, but Camistro's the only one who knows for certainty that you are full of shit. <laughs> and I have to imagine that you have somehow schmoozed your way into like 
way too many like responsibilities and accolades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you see a TM on a paper, that's in reference to me. That's what that means. So I've worked on a bunch <laughs> of different projects. See, this me. <laughs> uh, okay, great. I, I love this. Why don't we go ahead and begin with uh, Wizard Seeking Drembus? I don't know. <laughs> we'll come up with the title later. Uh, Camistro's Big Adventure. <laughs> A Smoochilon story. Camistro's uh, Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> Wiz Hot American Summer. <laughs> Colin, A January 6th Uprising Story. Everybody knows Wizard's Summer in January. (laughs) So here we go. Pixmooch stars Max Kreisky as Camistro the Matchmage, Josh Rubino as Smoochulon, Hannah Schooner as Passionella. Michael Pisani as Marvin Gaylord Smythe, and Giancarlo Herrera as your GM. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner, with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. Intro and outro music is by Kenny Gray and William Janetta, and the game Pig Smoke is by Chris Longhurst. Thank you all so much for listening, and goodbye! Goodbye!